Welcome back to A People's Guide to Publishing. I'm Joe Beal, the founder and CEO of Microcosm Publishing and Distribution. I'm also the author of A People's Guide to Publishing, which distills what I've learned from selling millions of books over the past 25 years. I'm Ellie Blue. I'm the Editorial and Marketing Director here at Microcosm. We are an independent midlist publisher based in Portland, Oregon. We have 14 employees, over 650 titles in print with 20 to 40 new books per year, and we distribute thousands of titles from other publishers. We started this podcast so that we can share what we've learned with newer publishers so that you can learn from our mistakes. Or maybe you just want to understand the publishing industry. Yeah. We can do piracy anytime. Well, we shouldn't do piracy anytime. Let's do piracy all the time. Every episode is the piracy episode. This week, we are going to talk about how to figure out who is your reader. Who is your reader? Mm-hmm. I often actually have trouble with this one because in my mind, like, I often envision very specific people to be my reader. Right. That's just where my brain goes to. Mm, interesting. Which like isn't necessarily a bad strategy when you're writing or editing. Right. If you think of a specific like archetype of person rather than a singular person. Right. I mean, or you know that you can have a person who represents the archetype. Like you can mm. definitely like have your grandparent in the back of your mind and be like, what would they say to that turn of phrase? Mm-hmm. Or would they want a chapter on that? Mm-hmm. But. Ultimately, like, who is the reader is a bigger question than that. Yeah, yeah. And it, it really comes down to thinking about who is the underserved and who is interested in the type of thing that you are writing about and, you know, what kind of attributes do they possess? Like, how old are they? Like, what other things are they interested in? Do they, like... Dungeons and Dragons? Do they like, you know, gardening? Do they like going on hikes? You know, do they like LARPing contests? You know, I see what kind of book you're getting at. It's a very interesting book. It's one book, all of those things. <laughs> and, you know, and, um, and then, you know, from there you can sort of figure out, well, you know, when you become a little knowledgeable and experienced, then you can sort of work backwards and be like, okay, well, these kind of stores service people like that. And, you know, these are the proclivities of people that buy for those stores. So, you know, you have to sort of work from there. But, you know, that's a fairly advanced way of being, you know, in the beginning, you really want to just say, if I'm writing fantasy, what kind of fantasy? What other fantasy books do my readers or potential would-be readers what what are what are they reading what are they attracted to what is it that's interesting to them about those books and i would put out like a word of caution here to my fellow white ladies and white men too if you are i think if you yourself have like a significant marginality lean into that and assume that you're speaking to other readers like you. Like if you're a racialized person, if you have a disability, if you're a weirdo, if you have trauma or whatever, like I would say like let that speak to that in your reader. If you don't have any of those things or if you haven't like examined the ones that you have, that's kind of where you can run into trouble in figuring out who your reader is and that's really where like there's a lot of competition for readers who are so-called mainstream, the, like, kind of cultural default norm people who haven't ever had to, like, kind of examine parts of their identity. Yeah. So, 
you're going to have a really hard time finding an audience if you're speaking from that part of yourself to that to those readers um and you're also going to be in great danger of alienating other potential readers who might get something out of your book if you're not assuming that your book is for them i'm not entirely following your vagary here but let's look at like maybe you know so like in a real case i think what you're getting at is the you know, whereas the situation with the book American Dirt, mm -hmm. where a white lady wrote the narrative of, you know, immigration in the United States and, you know, received a beyond preposterous amount of advance to write this book. And then, um, according to one bookstore owner, every single employee at her store received two advanced reader copies of that book. Why, why they would each need two per person no one knows but you know so it just meant that they were really pushing this as a major title but obviously the author had no experience to speak of so obviously she got a lot of things wrong and you know just kind of well upset the people that would be her audience and then um, in a series of hilarious <laughs> parodies you know people wrote things like <laughs> As a middle-aged Hispanic man, I wrote my latest book, <laughs> The White Lady Garden Party, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, just to, like, sort of sound off on, like, the absurdity of, like, writing about things that you don't know and can't know, you know, and so while, like, obviously it's some well it's definitely courageous i guess get outside of your comfort zone awkwardly and clumsily like that it's definitely not gonna like lead to the results that you maybe are intending but also like at the same time i think like one time we had an author who was a white person and she was writing about bicycling and she did a great job of sort of writing about like all the different sort of things that feminine people care about on bicycling like carrying your children and doing your hair and one thing i really appreciated about her research is that she was like interviewing other people and doing a lot of research and she didn't just assume that people had like white person hair like she gave tips for different kinds of hair and i think that is like a really important perspective to interrogate in yourself and to remember is that you're if you're assuming that your reader is one way your only readers will be that way and yeah. everyone else will be mad if you happen to reach them the results are self-serving yeah <laughs> and so and then all the other aspects of your book have to really communicate that audience as the audience because otherwise people are going to be upset about it we had an author recently who was really nervous about um like she had been doing a lot of work with her social group about they had had kind of a issue with racism in their group and so she had been doing a lot of personal work and a lot of group work and she was like i'm paralyzed to write like i just am so worried that my writing will be like unintentionally racist or exclusive like whether or not it's intentional doesn't matter she's like i'm just worried that i'm you know what am i saying who am i saying it to and my advice was like write weirdo to weirdo and you know from your heart and the people that are also weirdos will come to your book and love it they'll find it yeah mm -hmm. and you know and, and and there is a weird cultural thing going on right now where everybody feels like they need to suddenly and immediately be attuned to all of the suffering in the world and uh, resolve it single-handedly on their own and then speak to it and write to it and that isn't really a five-minute process so much as it's you know sort of a continued lifelong thing 
And, um, you know, I guess as such, you, know, you really want to step back, be aware, and, you know, if you make a mistake, apologize and move on. Yeah, and one the final thing I would like to warn people against doing is the cis white person disclaimer, mm. where which goes exactly like this. I am a cis white person and I have a lot of privilege, and then often they'll list more privileges that they have. Not helpful. Right. Like, you can be aware of that and you can, like, let that inform your work without, like, making, a, making it about yourself. Yeah, right. Because, yeah, yeah, that is a very awkward way to center oneself in the narrative, whereas... Yeah, you, know, you would hopefully knowingly acknowledge that instead in the way you approach your writing. But these things and more can be your struggles as an author and as a publisher. Fun times. And on that note, thanks for joining us once again. Please send your questions to podcast at microcosmpublishing.com so we can answer them on future episodes. And please give us five stars on iTunes and everywhere else that podcasts are reviewed. You can find us on the internet at microcosm.pub. On Twitter at microcosm. On Facebook at microcosm publishing. On Instagram at microcosm underscore pub. And here in Portland, Oregon on North Williams Avenue. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week.